Welcome everyone to Ask NRCAN. This is a podcast series where we sit down with our experts to talk about an aspect of the work that we do here at Natural Resources Canada. Today, I'll be talking to an engineer who works on projects and initiatives aimed at increasing energy efficiency in homes. For those of you who are new to the show, we call this series Ask NRCAN because we want to hear from you. The purpose of this show is to share with you not only the type of science that we do, but also why we do it. So, at the end of the episode, if you have any questions on this topic, head to Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. Our experts will do their best to answer all relevant questions. Sounds good? Okay, let's do it. My guest today is Chris McClellan, a senior technical advisor that works for the Office of Energy Efficiency at NRCAN. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Can you start by telling us a little bit about the type of work that you do? Okay. Well, I work at the Office of Energy Efficiency in the Housing Division, and really our primary focus is on improving the energy efficiency of housing for Canadians, and that includes both new housing and existing housing. So, you know, we've run programs in the past that had incentives for people to improve the energy performance of their house, and we also run voluntary programs for uh, builders to build better performing uh, houses for Canadians. So that's really what we're looking at. So NRCAN is looking ahead in regards to how we can build more efficient homes in Canada. Can you expand a little bit on this topic? Sure. NRCAN, well, maybe we'll look back a little bit in okay. history. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> you know, we've, NRCAN's been doing energy efficiency for housing uh, really since the early 80s. In 1982, NRCAN launched the R2000 program. And I remember as a kid sitting around the breakfast table, you know, with my father, who was an engineer and pretty obsessive about energy performance then talking about this program to me. And it's kind of funny ending up here later. But um, that was built. The R2000 program came out of some work that was done in Saskatchewan in the 70s. And um, you might have heard of the Passive House program. There's quite a bit of talk about that right now. And, and really, the Passive House program is taking that, that old R2000 and Saskatchewan conservation house work that was done here and kind of repackaging it and shipping it back to us. Um, but since then, you know, we've continued with the R2000 program. Um, And that was really a a program that led the way for um, innovators. Uh, It always had targeted an energy performance that was about 50% better than the typical house that was being built. Um, More recently, we've brought in the Energy Star for New Homes program, and that's somewhere around 20 to 25% better than the typical house. So these are voluntary programs. And then in about 2009, there was support from the Canadian Home Builders Association to put energy efficiency into the National Building Code of Canada. So uh, then in 2012, the um, energy performance requirements were published in the code. So we ended up with this nice sort of ecosystem where we had the R2000 program leading the way with with innovators and um, groundbreaking work being done. And we had Energy Star for New Homes kind of picking up a bit more of the mass market and and getting those energy... Uh, efficiency techniques and materials out there on in the broader way and then we had the code coming behind and kind of picking up you know those that 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 needed a bit of help so 
Uh, right now, we're looking at ramping up that energy performance in the code and starting to put put different performance levels in the code. So it, in a way, it's kind of replicating what has been done in the past with voluntary programs leading the way, but, but we'll end up with sort of the, the higher performance um, energy requirements right in the code itself. And that will give the provinces and territories who are ready to move uh, industry uh, to higher performing houses a tool to do so through regulation at the provincial or territorial level. So, you know, we've, we see in BC right now, there's a lot of uh, work that's been going on there. They have what they call their energy step code, and that's the same sort of idea. There's uh, different performance levels. I think there's about five in there. And it, it basically starts off with the lowest performance tier at, um, you just need to test the airtightness of your house, um, model it so that we know the, the energy performance through simulation. And then it, the tiers keep going up from like 10% better than that to 25%, I think, 40%, and then roughly around 70 or 75% better. So, so we're going to see that sort of thing happening up probably in the National Building Code as well. If I can ask you a more technical question, um, re reading up on this online, um, it says that high-performance homes uh, help homeowners benefit from better indoor quality, uh, sorry, indoor air quality and fewer mold issues. Um, the way I, I understand it is that um, this might be hard to do because energy efficient homes tend to be more sealed. So air tends to be more stale. So then you would need to be to bring more air in, which would seem to lessen the efficiency of the energy consumption. Um, how, how does that work? So you're right we have been building homes tighter and tighter and what the reason for this is twofold we found air tightness is the most cost effective way to reduce your heating load in the house and um, the trade-off though is that you need to bring in ventilation air to make up for that you're not getting that natural air leakage so you have to run a device and typically what we do or what we recommend to homeowners is to get in a a heat recovery ventilator, an HRV, or sometimes they're called ERVs. So these basically are are air-to-air -air heat exchangers. So you've, you're exhausting your stale air from the indoors, and you're bringing in fresh air from the outdoors. And as those two streams pass by each other in, in this self-contained box, heat is just transferred between the outgoing air in the winter and the incoming air in the summer. So so you're still getting that ventilation air that you need, but you're getting um, energy. You're not having a huge energy penalty, let's say. We know it costs energy to, to uh, heat that ventilation air, but because you're transferring the, uh, the heat from the outgoing to the incoming, you, you're saving energy in, in doing so. Oh, it's incredible the amount of technology we have today, the type of technology we have. It's interesting. That technology came out of that project in Saskatchewan in the oh, 70s, really? and it was basically brought into the mainstream in Canada through the R2000 program. And now we're seeing that technology being used all over the world. So with all this new technology and these new code requirements, how does that affect the price of those houses? Well, we've seen from our energy efficiency programs in the past that it does cost more to bring this technology into a new home. Part of what's happening with the code is that um, we'll see better adoption of, of these sorts of technologies 
uh, as though these are adopted more fully in the market, the costs do come down. We've seen that in our programs. So if you look at buying a house, you've got two things you really need to worry about. You've got the cost of the house, and then you've got your operating costs. And in a certain way, the cost of the house is going to be, typically people have a mortgage. So they know their, their cost for, for this house as, as um, a mortgage that they might be paying monthly, and then their cost for their utilities. So as you improve the energy performance of the house, your utility costs come down. And hopefully you can find a nice balance between where you're actually just either, you know, maybe your mortgage has gone up a bit, but your utility costs have come down, but at, in, on a monthly basis, you're spending the same amount of money. Of course, there are some things <laughs> that, uh, you know, you might not see the savings that you hope for, but when we do the work on the code, we do quite a bit of analysis to make sure that the requirements that are going in there are good for Canadians. So if we can take a step back, I'm kind of curious to see why the government of Canada is focusing so much on more energy efficient homes. I think there's, there's two things we're really looking at around climate change. And one aspect of that is mitigation. So we can think of energy efficiency as part of mitigating climate change. The other aspect of that would be adaptation to climate change. And that's also very important when we're talking about housing. Uh, so that is adaptation to extreme weather events. Uh, we know that there's more frequent power outages, stronger winds, sometimes heavier snow loads. Um, and energy efficient houses are, are quite good in both of these regards because the more insulation you have, the less heat you need into the, in the house. So if there is a power outage or, you, or you're losing um, access to your utilities, these houses stay warmer for a longer time. So in that way, it does bring some resiliency um, to the housing. But really, this is all about um, reducing our impact on climate change. And we see about 17% of uh, emissions, so greenhouse gas emissions, or GHGs, quite often they're called, uh, are attributed to housing in Canada. And if we can reduce our energy consumption, we know we'll also be reducing our GHGs. Fair enough. What can Canadians do to learn more about either buying a new energy efficient home or learning how they can make their current home more energy efficient? A good place to start is coming to Enercan's website at the Office of Energy Efficiency. I would highly recommend uh, getting an energy advisor, whether you're thinking of building a new home or hiring a builder to build you a new home or you're thinking of renovating a home. So we have a network of registered energy advisors. They'll come into, into your house or they'll look at your proposed building plans. They can make recommendations on, on the characteristics of the house that would affect energy performance and help you to build a more efficient home. So uh, through that program, that's the EnerGuide rating system. And I think it should be pretty easy to find information about that on our website. Perfect. Thank you so much, Chris, for, uh, for your time today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. So, this is the end of the episode. But like always, it doesn't mean it's the end of our conversation. If you have any follow-up questions for our experts, get on Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. Also, if you're interested in learning more about the scientific work that we do at Natural Resources Canada, check out our online magazine called Simply Science. We have a ton of great content for you, including articles, videos, and previous episodes of this podcast. 
If you check out the podcast page for this episode, we'll have links available to any relevant material so you can learn more about what we talked about today. The best way to find Simply Science is either to Google it or click on the banner from our website at nrcan.gc.ca. And if you like this episode and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, please leave a review and subscribe so you can check out any previous or future episodes. That's it for us today. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time.